morning, Coosa Valley family. It is so good to see y'all this morning. It is so good to be in God's house. Am, am I right? It is good to be in God's house this morning. We're ready to, to dive in, to, to get into our worship and praise Him because He's worthy to be praised. And then also to dive in and, and get into the, the, the study and devotion of His of his word that pastor will bring us later it's it's just so great to get in his presence and to to learn and grow with him am i right church this morning before we go before we get into worship we want to open up a prayer we know we have many needs across the house we got many people watching on live stream with that 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 text in prayer needs all the time we have so many things going on but let me tell you it doesn't matter the number It doesn't matter the circumstance, but what does matter is that my Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, God above, He he is able to make a way. He's able to meet the needs and touch anything that, that, that that we bring to Him. He has the ability and He has the way, and I know that He is making ways today and He's making ways in our lives this very moment. So church, let's stand as we as we go as we pray. Let's 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 tell him how much we appreciate him today and let's pray for the needs of the house and let's pray for our service today. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all your many blessings, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for just the Lord being able to give me breath today. Lord, allowing me to live and wake up and see my family, to see my church family, to worship you, God. Lord, I thank you for that ability, God. But Lord, I also thank you, Lord, for giving me everything that I have, God. Lord, for being a provider for all things. God, I know that what I have is, Lord, is only come by you. So, Lord, I praise you and I thank you, Lord. But today, God, we we, we pray over the needs of the house, God. Lord, you see all the ones. Lord, you see their hearts. You see their minds, God. Lord, the ones watching on live stream, the ones who send the text into prayer, God. Lord, you know and you meet those needs. And I pray that you, Lord, put your hand upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you, Lord, see. And you know and you know what needs to be done, God. Lord, for you, Lord, crafted and formed us. So, Lord God, we know that you know everything about us. So, Lord, we pray that you, Lord, go and meet the needs of all the people watching today, of all the ones of our friends, of our families, Lord, that are on our hearts. Lord, we just pray and we know that you can and will, God. And we also pray, Lord, that, Lord, you come in this service today, God, and you move in a mighty and miraculous way. Lord, as we worship you, God, I pray that you pour out your anointing on our, our musicians, God. Pour out your anointing on our on our singers. Pour out your anointing on this congregation today, God. Lord, let yourself be known. Show yourself to us today in a mighty way, in an awesome and wonderful way. Reveal a word to us today, God. Lord, and we just pray, Lord, Lord, that, Lord, as we move into from the worship into the Word, that, Lord, you deliver, Lord, a divine Word for this congregation today, a divine Word that is going to speak. Lord, it may not speak the exact same, but will speak a Word into every heart and life listening, whether it be recording or live today or in-house. God, I pray you speak that Word into their heart that they will leave changed and transformed like they've never been before. It doesn't matter if you've already got your life together. You can still learn something from the Word of God. So God, we pray that you give us a a, a nice piece, chunk 
of your word that we can feed off of and fill our spirit man today. And we forever will give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Church, worship this morning. Join with us in worship and song this morning.
to be our prayer each and every day. Amen. When we get up in the morning, Lord, have your way in me. When I go to bed at night, God, thank you for having your way in my life. And tomorrow, do more through me. Amen. We need the Spirit of God moving in our lives more now than ever before. Amen. I brought it out last Sunday morning. Somebody said that they needed the Holy Spirit of God to do this or do this. And then somebody come back and said, I need the Holy Spirit of God to go with me to go to Walmart. Yes. Several of you could probably say, I need to make sure I take the Holy Spirit of God to me with work, home, whatever those cases are. But we need the Spirit of God in our lives. Amen? Here in a couple of weeks, six weeks from today, is Pentecost Sunday. We've chosen these several weeks. We started last Sunday, the seven weeks, we, till Pentecost Sunday. And we've chosen these Sundays that we're going to be during Sunday morning services, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit of God. We've entitled this sermon series, if you will. We've entitled this, Holy Spirit, Lead Me. Holy Spirit, Lead Me. We need to follow the direction of God in our lives. Amen? We need God to move and we need God to minister in our lives more than we ever have before. And we need to make sure that God is moving in every aspect of our lives and we're not just... We're not just faking church. I got about three. I hope the rest of us is not faking church. We need to quit faking church. It needs not to be about just coming just so that I can say I come and I got to see somebody. Brother Kevin, I'm so glad that I came to church and I got to see you. I'm, glad, I'm, be, I'm more glad that you got to see me. But it's all it needs to be about instead of trying to figure out so that I can have a, something that I can say, well, I went to church and I, I this or I did. Instead of the fake, we need to come to the house of God and we need, to, we need to be a part of the church, amen? More importantly, get this, more importantly is when we leave this building, we leave this property, we still need to be the church. Got one. When we leave the... Pro if y'all don't talk, I preach till 2 o'clock. Y'all already know this. My daughter was the loudest one right then. 
What we need to understand is when we leave the church building, we still need to be the church. Amen? And that to me, that's what having the Holy Spirit of God leading us and following the directions of God, that's what it's all about. It's us allowing the Spirit of God to function in our lives. So if you have your Bibles, if you will, turn with us to John chapter 16. We started this last Sunday. We're going to continue to move through. John chapter 16, take a look at verse 13. John chapter 16 and verse 13. I'm going to read part of this and we're going to just dig back in. We read this last Sunday. If you wasn't here last Sunday or was not joining, did not join us on live feed, I encourage you to go back and watch this again because you need to really get a hold of the Holy Spirit of God leading our lives. We're talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Now look at John chapter 16 and verse 13. The first part of that verse says this. When the Spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit of God comes into your life, let me tell you something, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit of God is starting the move-in process. How many has ever bought a house? How many enjoyed the process? How many still, even after you bought the house, and it may have been six months, may have been a year, you're still working on that house? You bought the house three years ago and you're still building a deck on the back. I'm kidding. Not still started, but you're still working on that house. How many of you, when you've bought a house or you, you've gotten yourself an apartment, you've got yourself a place to live, how many that whenever you move in day one, that's everything from that point forward, you did nothing else on that house? But no, what did you do when you moved in? <laughs> See, Miss Brandy up on the front row, they've bought themselves a place. And they've gone in from day one of purchase. They've gone in and they have, they have gutted some places. They've redone sheetrock in some places. They've, they've redone wiring and plumbing. They have worked through and they, they have done everything in that house. And boy, I can, tell, I can show you some pictures. And it's still not done. <laughs> But here's the, here's the thing that you've got to understand. When you get a place, you don't just start and just say, okay, I'm done on day one. You continue that process even years down the road, right? Something's going to look a little different. Something's going to be changed. When the Holy Spirit of God moves in the day you get saved, it's not a one and done. He is going to work in your life if you will allow Him. This is a process called being saved and sanctification. Amen? And then we go through with the baptism of the Holy, Holy Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues. What we're talking, that's Pentecost Sunday. But what we're talking about is moving through the process of allowing the presence of God to come in our lives. Why? Because He's going to guide us into all truths. We need the Spirit of God to guide us in the truths. Amen? So last Sunday, we talked about the fact that He's our commander. He's our comforter. We talked about that as saved ones. How many, I, don't know, I don't know if I want to ask anybody to raise their hand or not. I don't, know if, I don't want anybody lying. But I would ask the question of how many saved in the house. And you know, hands would go up. Here's the thing that we've got to realize is when we get saved, it doesn't stop, our relationship with God does not stop 
It has just now begun. Amen? A lot of things are going to change in our lives. Why? Because Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 tells us this. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. There's been times the desires of the flesh would be to reach up and knock somebody's lights out. Anybody ever ever had that desire? There are times sometimes that our desires are to are just to clobber somebody. Run there's times that you're driving a RV down the road, and there's times that people are gonna run right out in front of you, and your fleshly desires were, I'm just gonna run right a slap over them. Because they think you can stop on a dime. But we've got to realize that we are a peculiar people. Hello? We're a peculiar people. I don't need people just to know that I'm a Christian just because I got a suit on or the way I fix my hair. It does not, that is not what being a Christian is about. Being a Christian is about getting a hold of God and allowing God to operate in our life. We need a new nature moved into our lives. Take a look at 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1 starting in verse 2 it says this, My grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who is called to His glory and excellence. Verse 4, By which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises. Let me tell you something, church. How many is glad that we've got the promises of God in our lives? How many is glad that we've got the blessings of God in our lives? How many is glad that we've got the very precious and great promises that God has granted into our lives? So many people take the promises of God for granted. They take, the, they take the blessings of God for granted. They take the things that God has done for us, they take them for granted. I'm glad that I get to come into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. I get to come into His house and there are people that takes it for... We talked about it a little bit over the last several weeks. We might as well just keep talking about it a little bit more. There are people that has a disease... So many are worried about COVID-19. And let me tell you, it is real. I get it. I'm not disputing the fact. There's diseases called flu, strep throat, pneumonia, bronchitis. But I'm going to tell you, those are physical diseases. There are doctors and there's pharmacies that are taking care of those things. What we have come to the house of God to do is take care of several spiritual diseases that has come across the the church world. We're here today to take care of spiritual diseases and sicknesses that has invaded the ranks of the church world. There's a disease called laziitis that has swept across the church world and we need to put a stop to it. Hello? 
They ain't a vaccine that's in a needle that's going to stick into your arm or your... How did she word that the other day when they gave me a shot? She said, my lower hip. I don't know where in the world she was aiming, but that wasn't my hip. They ain't a shot that gets rid of lasiitis. Hello? But I'm going to tell you something. They ain't a thing in this bottle but olive oil. They ain't a thing in this that sometimes it don't smell good. Sometimes it smells good. It gets all sticky on your fingers. This right here is nothing but a symbolic representation of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want you to know what the cure of laziitis is. It's found when you get under the spout where the glory of God starts pouring out. It gets up when you get under the fountain where the Holy Spirit of God starts pouring out. Now you can start getting a cure for laziitis. Hello? When we start getting the precious promises of God moving and operating in our lives, it doesn't happen on laziitis. We've got to be moving and doing what God's called us to do. Hello? Why? Because we have become partakers of the divine nature. Escape from the corruption that's in this world because of sinful desires. Too many times people will come to me and they'll ask me, Brother Andy, what do you think about? Fill in the blank. My response is simply this. Why, first of all, do you want fill in the blank? Whatever it may be. Whatever that, that fleshly desire is, why is it that, that that's so important in your life? And you know what a lot of times people will tell me? It's because somebody else. Because somebody else. Because somebody else. If you want an example to follow, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, let me introduce you to a man that's the example that we need to follow. Let me introduce you to a man that came and walked on planet earth. He came here for 33 and a half years and he walked and he is the example that we're supposed to follow. He went to the cross of Calvary to die for our sins. Why? So we could have life and have it more abundantly. We need to lay, lay aside the sinful desires of this world and receive the new nature. When we are redeemed out of the world, this enables us to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. If you think that walking in this world is hard, try walking in this world without the Spirit of God guiding your life. Hello? It is so hard to do. Why? Take a look. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Last part of that. Having escaped from the corruption, having escaped from the corruption that is in this world, there is sinful desires that's in this world. There are things in this world that makes us sin against God. What we've got to do is we've got to get a hold of God so that we can get out of those things. What happens? Take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Take a look at what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Let me tell you something, church. I'm glad I'm a new creature. My old attitudes are gone. They can creep up. Oh, I, nobody said amen. Y'all know it's true. Last time I checked, we are human. If you don't believe we ain't human, go back there and put, uh, uh, pinch Brother Louis Fincher. And when he hits you, you realize you're human. If you're scared of Brother Louie, paint your spouse. Y'all notice I ain't nowhere near my spouse to paint her. I scared. But what we've got to understand is being a new creature means that everything else has passed away. But I'm going to tell you something. It likes to creep up. Somebody's going to punch your buttons and it's going to creep up. Oh, that means I backslid from the glory. No. It means you're human. Is everybody human in here? But as a human, I have allowed the Holy Spirit of God to move into my life. I've allowed, I have asked the Holy Spirit of God to come in to my life. There are a few people that has on the front door of our house, we have a keypad entrance. There's a few people that we have given the code to that door. Brother Michael's got the code to that door. That's scary. Because if he's hungry. There'll be no drinks. No sweet tea left in the house. If there happened to have been a banana pudding in the refrigerator, it's gone. If there's taco shells, you might as well hang it up. But as funny as that is, watch this. I have invited him. In, oh, come on now. I heard, I heard one person go, hmm, one person's got it. I have invited Brother Michael into the home, into the Lambert house. I have given him a code or a key to come into the house. He is invited to come in and he is able to drink as much of Sister Carrie's sweet tea as in the refrigerator. If there's food that he wants, he's allowed access. Why? Because I've given him the code, the key to come in. Church, 
There's many church folks that ain't given God the key to come into their home. There's many a church folks that have not given the Holy Spirit of God a key to come in to to the temple of God and to be able to clean it up. Oh, you're allowed to come in, but you can only stay over here. You can't go into this area. You can't look in this closet. Everybody in your physical house has got that closet. You know exactly what I mean. Hello? Mm -hmm. Somebody's coming over and you put every bit of the dirty dishes in the oven. Don't tell me y'all hadn't done it. I know it. Somebody comes over and you got four baskets of laundry sitting on the couch. And what did you do? You seen Brother Andy's car pull up in the driveway. What did you do? You ran and grabbed all those baskets and and run down the hallway and put them in the bedroom and shut the door. I go in and I stay in the living room. (laughs) But when we ask God to come in, We have asked Him to take the old things and move them out and bring all new things in. We want the Holy Spirit of God to come in and make Himself right at home and clean out the skeletons out of our closet. Hello? We want the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. Let's go on. Let's look at this. As Christians, we need to be separated I love it when I, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I need to say this or not. <laughs> if somebody starts throwing anything, I will duck down. Put my glasses back on so I can see. I love it when I see a church person in Walmart and they start to come down one aisle and they see me coming up the other aisle and they run. Yeah, they do. You see them at the mall and they take off another direction. If, I ha- if they happen to see me, look, you can't hide from these eyeballs. I got trifocals. I can find you somewhere. If I'm shaking my head, I'm not agreeing. I'm trying to find you. Those with bifocals or trifocals, you know exactly what I mean. But church, we as children of God are supposed to be separated. We're not supposed to be... Look, we're in this world, but it does not mean we're of the world. We're living here in this world to make a difference. It does not mean that we have joined together with all the worldly things. Brother Andy, are you, are you fixing to start preaching against going to the movies and bowling and ba- ba- baseball and basketball and football games? I am not. But I'm telling you right now, when you start to allow anything, I don't care what it is, you allow anything to stand between you and God, you better set that thing to the side and you better start being a separated people. Hello? Hello? Come on now. 
I think somebody over the last several weeks has spoke either in Sunday school or at Wednesday night. I think somebody said something over the last several weeks and brought out the passage of Scripture that talks about how that God's that Jesus a guy came to Jesus and said, let me go bury my mom and dad. And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You need to come on with me. People look at that verse and they say, oh, God says we need to put our families to the side and just follow. No, what God is saying is if you will get a hold of Him and you will make sure your priorities is in order, then everything else will fall in order. Hello? If your priorities ain't in order, it don't matter how much family time you think you got, it ain't going to be enough. Why? Because your priorities are out of order. But if your priorities are in order and you got God first, your family time will fall right in place. Hello? You got to have your priorities in order. Why? Because we're supposed to be separated. We're supposed to walk in the Spirit of God. Take a look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3. I love this passage. <clears throat> if you ain't never done it and you've got it on your little on your on your phone, I got a phone right here somewhere. Oh. You got you got the Bible on your phone? Go look this verse up in the message version of the Bible. It's 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 fun. I love it. But Paul says this. He says, Are you so foolish? You began in the Spirit. But he was talking to the Galatian church and he was telling them, You started and now you're backed away. You got a hold of God and now you're backed away. Let me tell you something. You might think this is ugly and that's all right. You might think this is rude and that's a-okay. But there's a lot of church folks that's gotten a hold of God and they've gotten themselves rooted and grounded and then all of a sudden the winds start blowing and they start backing up and saying, whoa, I didn't sign up for that. But let me tell you something. If you'll get a hold of God and the storm starts rolling, the storm starts blowing, and the rain starts tossing you to and fro, guess what's going to happen? Jesus is going to come on the scene and say, Peace, be still. But you've got to keep a hold of God. Amen. Go on and look at Galatians 5 and 7. You're running. You're a hold of God. You're doing the right thing. You've gotten a hold of God. You're going the right path. And all of a sudden, something hinders you from obeying God. Somebody from your past comes back in. I'm not necessarily talking about a human being. Although it could be. Hello? Something from your past starts moving back in. That bad attitude start. Oh, wasn't supposed to say that one, was I? That one wasn't on the list. But that bad attitude, I said it again, starts moving back in. Now let me ask you something. Let me ask you a question. If you're standing on your front porch and there's somebody 
that you don't want to come into your house, are they going to be able to get in or are you going to do everything in your power to keep them out? How many of you are just going to open the door and say, okay, you robber, I knew you was coming at 2 o'clock in the morning. The door's wide open. If that's you, go back to Galatians 3 and 3. If that's you, are you so foolish? But what Paul's trying to tell us, look at Galatians 5 and 7. What Paul is trying to tell us is this. He's trying to say, you was, he, what he was saying is you're doing the right thing. You've lived, your, you're starting to straighten your life out. You're moving in the right path. You're getting a hold of God. You're, you're turning everything else to the side. And all of a sudden, you just open the front door and let that bad attitude, that bad spirit come back in. You let that lying spirit back in. Come on now. Y'all with me? Y'all just got, everybody just got mad at me, didn't they? I'm so glad that door's unlocked. I'd run faster than anybody in this room, I think. If I can't, I got something in my... But you just, there's so many times that church folks will open that door and allow that addiction spirit to come back. Oh, wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Come on now. What we've got to understand, the question has been posed to us, what, who, are you going to allow to hinder you from obeying the truth of the Word of God? There's so many times that people allow so many things to, allow, to hinder our lives from following God. We was doing great. But every one of us has got things that is sitting out on that front porch or sitting out in that spiritual yard that you're saying, you're not coming back in. There's a hedge of protection around this home. Every night when I go to bed, when I, when I go to bed, I might be in the office or I might be laying my head down on the pillow. I pray, God, I need your Holy Spirit to put a hedge of protection around this home, around that church building, around the church family, around their homes. Holy Spirit of God, I'm asking you to put a hedge of protection around each one this very night. Why? Because the devil is a roaring lion. He is going to and fro. Doing what? I wish I could show you this picture of a lion that, that Cade went and seen yesterday at the, at the zoo. Cade seen this lion, and this lion was just laying over there asleep. And one was awake. If y'all need to know about it, y'all check with him afterwards. But that one that was asleep is laying over there. He's just curled up. Now I'm going to tell you something. He might look cute. They ain't no way 
by the hair of my chinny chin chin that I'm going to go over there and try to pet that lion. Why? Because I know what that lion will do to me. There was a daddy that took his little three-year-old child inside of an elephant cage, wanted to get close enough to get a good picture. He is sitting in jail. Oh, brother Andy, he shouldn't be sitting in jail. It was all right. No, there's a big old sign that says, do not enter. Don't come in here. Don't get close. Y'all about to get something. I'm telling you right now. I sure do wish that somebody would write a book, would write a warning label for us not to get close. Hello? We've got to get away from. We're supposed to be separated. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be peculiar. Brother Andy, I don't want to be peculiar. I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't. I love being peculiar. Somebody will come up to me and say, you sure are different. Thank you. I have them come up to me all the time. I ain't never met a pastor like you. Yes! I got a big Yeti cup at the house that says, Pastor Mater, because I'm different. I'm peculiar. And I'm going to tell you something. If that's what it takes to attract somebody to get a hold of God, then Lord, pour the big bottle of peculiarness from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Do you know what that peculiarness is? That's the Holy Spirit of God working in your lives. Let's go on and look. We need to serve God. Hello? We need to serve God. There are too many that are sitting on the seat of do nothing, doing nothing. We need to serve God. Why? Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25. Galatians 5 tell, 25 says, If we live by the Spirit... I love this version. This is the ESV version. I love how this is worded. Watch what it says. If you're living by the Spirit, then keep in step with the Spirit. Hello? I watched one of these. Um, I, I love watching these uh, crime shows and stuff like that. Now I know that I know a lot of them are fiction. They know there's footprints over there. You know why? Because the prop master showed them where he's going to be at. Okay, I know they got that going on, and that's okay. But I sit there and I watch these crime shows, and you know what they'll do? They got this investigator that he'll start doing this number. He's going, the, the, the criminal's going that way. Who we're after is that way. The one we're following is that way. Then somebody's around saying, how'd you know that? They'll start doing all this analysis and telling all. And we all know all it was was they seen them footprints. And you know why? Because the last thing they say is there's footprints right there. 
And they'll start trekking off in the woods and they'll start going through and they'll follow those footsteps until they find who they're after. I sure do wish I could find a Christian. I sure do wish I could find a church person that would get in the st- in, keep in step with the Spirit of God, find those footsteps and get a hold of those footsteps and keep tracking after those footsteps and staying in the footsteps of the Holy Spirit of God. Sure do wish we can find some folks doing that. But I'm going to tell you something. When you start keeping in step with the Holy Spirit of God, God is going to direct you in the way that you would go. You know how I know that? I know that because one Psalms 126. Psalms 126 and verse 5 and 6 says this. Those who sow in tears. Mm, hello? Those who sow in tears. How many has got lost loved ones? Mm-hmm. How many's ever got a hold of a horn of the altar of God and said, God, I'm not letting go until I know I have been in your presence? How many's ever got a hold of the horn of the altar of God and said, God, I want a desire in my life that's stronger than it's ever been before? And when you start doing that, what happens? You start crying. And you start weeping. I'm going to tell you something. Every tear you shed is another seed that's been planted. And the tears you shed, you're going to reap them with shouts of joy. You're going to start reaping them with shouts of joy. Why? Because you shed a tear for somebody to get saved and then all of a sudden they walk through the back door. You tell me you're not going to shout for joy. Come on now. You start, you start reaping and crying and asking God to touch your life. Open up the desires in your life that you've never had before. Get bring the joy of the Holy... You know what? I have seen too many church folks and Christians. Yeah, that's two different categories by the way. Y'all all know that. I've seen too many that look like They're sucking on a bucket full of lemons. Church, I'm saved. I am sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got the joy of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's time we start acting like it. Quit sucking on a persimmon and get a hold of God. Take a look at verse 6. Verse 6 tells us, when you go out weeping, you're bearing the seed that you're sowing. And you're going to come home with joys, shouts of joy. Do you know where they went? Look. Look at the verse. They go out. Then they come home. They go out. Then they come home. What have they done? Jesus tells us what? Go. Spell this with me. G. 
G G O Go We're supposed to go out Is it go in the highways and byways and bid people to come in? I quoted that scripture one time before. And a young lady in this church, I'm not going to tell you who Callie is, but uh, this young lady in the church, she come to me after the service and she said this. She said, so you're meaning to tell me that I can go kidnap somebody and bring them to church? Yes, you can. It says go and bid them. It does not say go and beg them. It says go, look up the word bid. It does not mean, would you pretty, pretty please come to church with me? Y'all, my daughter's 15 years old. Somebody just said that she's soon to be 16 and I told them to shut their mouth. I'm trying to figure out how she's 15 because I'm only 22 years old. Uh-uh. Look, when she was a baby, when she's two years old, She's five years old. Y'all know what she did if she wanted something. Daddy, please. That lip a mile long. Them eyes going. Please. I was a mean old daddy. Everybody knows that, right? If it was something that was okay, sure, why not? She has asked me for a, t- a Tyrannosaurus Rex one time, and that just ain't happening, I'm just telling you. She went through this dinosaur phase. No. <laughs> I don't care how much you beg and plead. No. I want chocolate right before I go to bed. No. Hello? Then when she goes to bed, I eat the chocolate. Because <laughs> she's in the bed. <laughs> I won't get rid of that chocolate before she sees it tomorrow. But you get my point. We all know the power of the please. We all realize that ain't really going to work. What we've got to understand is when God says He bid us to go out. He told us to go out and bid them to come in. He's telling us that we need to go out and we need to invite and we need to bring them. I don't care if you drag them kicking and screaming. There's families connected to this church and I don't care if they're watching on live feed right now. I've told them the same thing. I'm like a dog on a bone. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep inviting. I'm going to keep going out and I'm going to keep trying to get you into the house of God. I texted one family this last week and I told them, I said, I'm fixing to send the SWAT team to your house if you don't answer me. 
Five minutes, I got a phone call. Hello? I hope they're watching. I'm so glad that the sound booth don't realize how to zoom very, very close. Yeah, you better stop it. Leave it to my daughter, stick her head up and say, I do. But church, look at verse 6. It says that we need to go out. And we need to come home with shouts of joy. Why? Because we are also seeking. Let's finish this up. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. We're seeking. Therefore, we have access to the Father. We have access, not through multiple spirits, but through one spirit. We have access to the throne of God. Why? We have unlimited access to God. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Look at what it says. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't really know what to pray. We don't know how to pray. The Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that we do not understand. Verse 27. Verse 27 says... He reaches or He searches the heart. He knows what's in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. When you get a hold of the Spirit of God, you've got access to the throne room of God. And guess what? The Spirit of God knows what you need. Hello? He knows what you need. You're not going to hide it. Have you ever prayed? and could not find the words, and you just, it felt like just a groaning. God is hearing you. Why? Take a look at the next verse. Look at what it says. We are to pray in the Spirit. These last two verses, this is the last two verses, watch this. Romans 8 and 27. He searches the heart, knows what's in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Not according to your desires, but according to the will of God. Now look at, look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 27. Verse 18. If the word of the Lord is with them, then let them intercede with the Lord of hosts that the vessels that are left in the house of the Lord, the house of the king of Judea, and in Jerusalem may not go to Babylon. What we must get, grab out of these verses is this responsibility of all of us to pray. Don't leave it to me to pray for you. Brother Bob, I pray for you. Sister Susan, I pray for you. But do you know what they also are supposed to be doing? They're supposed to be praying for themselves. Guess what? 
Not only are they supposed to be, and I know they're doing it, not only are they supposed to be praying for themselves, but they're supposed to be praying for this body of believers. They may not remember everybody's name. And let me let, let you in on a little secret. Brother Andy may not remember everybody's name. I love that. But we can pray one for another. It is up to us to get a hold of God in the Spirit of God. It is our responsibility to pray and to reach the throne room of God on each behalf of our church family. We're supposed to be praying for ourselves. We're supposed to be praying for one another. Would you stand all over the house? We're supposed to be getting a hold of God. We're supposed to be reaching out to God. We're supposed to be seeking God. We're not supposed to be sitting on the seat of do nothing. But we're supposed to be getting a hold of God. It might would scare me to ask how many over these last seven days. I asked you last Sunday. I asked you last Sunday to be praying over these next seven weeks. I asked you last Sunday to be praying that the Holy Spirit of God would pour out on our congregation. I asked you last Sunday to get a hold of God and ask God to move among our church family. Those that are sick, those that need a special touch, I asked you to pray that the Holy Spirit of God would pour out. I'd be scared to ask how many actually prayed over the last seven days with me. I might would be scared to ask who actually got a hold of God. I would be scared to find out. But I'm going to tell you something, church. That's the only way it's going to happen. A couple of Wednesday nights ago, Sister Amanda preached a powerful sermon on getting the Holy Spirit of God to move in our church services one more time. As I come up to close, I said this. It's not up to the pastor to be the only one praying for the church. We've all got to get a hold of God and pray and seek God for this body of believers. We've got to seek God for the church services. You want the power of God to fall? You want the power of God to fall? When's the last time that you really didn't feel like it, but you came to an altar? It really didn't seem like the appropriate time, but you came to an altar and prayed. Others around, you didn't want somebody else to think something. Everybody was just coming into the church and people was talking. When was the last time that you got on your knees before God during an, in an altar? Oh, Brother Andy, we're COVID. We're COVID. Let me tell you something. Every bit of this carpet in here is sprayed, sanctified, sanitized, disinfected, and deodorized. All four of them. It's sanctified.
Every time we go get a big old bottle of that solution, I pray over it. God, when this stuff is sprayed, and I walk through here. There's times after Sunday night service, I'm walking through here and I'm spraying. And I'm praying, I'm saying, God, as this spray hits those pews, you're sitting on sanctified pew. Y'all hear me? But it's time that we as a body of believers, look, I know COVID was shut down for 13 months. But we need to get back into the house of God. We need to get back a hold of God. We need to get back and allow God to move in our midst one more time. I'm ready for the last day revival. Because when that comes, look up. The rapture of the church is happening. Would you bow your heads, dear Heavenly Father? God, I pray right now that you would move and you would minister. God, I pray that you would move in a mighty way. God, I pray that you'll touch each and every heart and each life that's represented in this sanctuary and those that have joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that your will is done in the hearts and lives of each one. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move anything out of our lives that does not need to be there. God, I curse every bad attitude. I curse every addiction. I curse every action that does not need to be in our lives. I curse it all that it would have to go. Father, I pray that you would move and your anointing would fall in our midst like never before. God, I thank you and I praise you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Live feed, thank you so very much for being a part of our services this, this morning. Join us back this afternoon at, at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. A quick announcement for our live feed before you are dismissed. If you are wanting to work in the nursery, you are or you're wanting to help in the nursery, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, please see Sister Callie. You can text the church. We'll pass along the information to her. We are meeting next Sunday after the morning service. Anyone who is or wants to work in the nursery, next Sunday, the 25th, we're meeting after the Sunday morning service. May the good Lord bless you. Amen and amen. Those that are in.